You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. The Jeff Fisher Show. How many times in your life, ask yourself this, how many times in your life have you been at a party, a little gathering, and you've you've not been on illegal drugs and in an altered state, and you've gotten naked and ran off into the woods? How many times have you done that? That's what I thought. The Jeff Fisher Show, Saturday morning, 6 to 8 Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. you heard about the Benghazi hearings, obviously, um, kind of hard to, to miss 11 hours. They lasted 11 hours. And at the end of it, Clinton comes out unscathed, even helped by everything that happened. Not because she's innocent or honest or anything, but because, because it doesn't really matter what she does or what she did. To liberals, it doesn't matter what she did or didn't do. She's the leader of their team, and so they fall in line and don't question her. And that's it. That's what makes these people, you know, Democrat politicians, that's what makes them so hard to beat, so hard to discredit, because they're insulated by the attitude of liberal voters who themselves have been conditioned to follow the leader, you know, to conform, to obey at all costs. This is what's so remarkable to me. And I always think about it every time I see Hillary Clinton. It's so remarkable. Um, she is this intensely unlikable, elitist, oligarchic, um, snide, sneering, robotic person. You know, she she has neither style nor substance, neither integrity nor the capacity to convince him convincingly fake integrity. Uh, neither the resume nor the ability to make you forget about a resume. So she has nothing, really. I mean, she has nothing going for her. Nothing. Well, except for the one thing. She, she's a woman, after all. Uh, you know, and that's even... I mean, Obama incorporated his uh, blackness, which was a big selling point for him, but he incorporated into the into the overall mythology of this bold, new, revolutionary figure. You know, so he was—he's black, half black anyway. But, um, but there was there was more to it. More now, there's not really more to him, but there was more to the package that they were presenting. You know, and they went out of their way to present this theatrical sort of cinematic image of this messianic hero. Hillary doesn't have that mythology at all. You know, she 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 has only her gender. There's nothing else. There's not a single other selling point, uh, stylistically or substantively. Um, and she's just a woman. And people say, well, it's time for a woman to be president. The fact that the woman happens to be Hillary Clinton is supposed to be, you know, merely a, a side note in all this. In fact, Hillary isn't really running at all. A woman is running, right? First name, a last name, woman. That's the way this goes. Really the first time in history that a demographic group is running for president. Hillary is this this vehicle for all womanhood. 
and uh, and and it's time for a woman to be president. We're told. I mean, like I said, Obama ran on his race quite a bit. Um, but if I disliked Obama, then I was a racist and also opposed to hope and change, right? Because he also represented hope and change. Hillary can't pretend to represent hope and change at all. Certainly not change and definitely not hope. So for her, it's, you know, if you oppose her, you're a sexist and that's all there is to it. Because she's a woman. So she's got that going to her, uh, for her. And it help ex- helps explain why she's, why she's popular among, among liberals. But there's more to it than that. Or, or maybe less to, there's less to it. I don't know. But the fact is, woman or not, uh, Hillary is a prominent Democrat, prominent leader. And that's all that, that really matters uh, to liberals. You, know, you, you notice something, and it's remarkable, really. It's remarkable when you think about it. Uh, and I always take note of this. But on the right, you have, you know, you have guys like John Boehner, McConnell, McCain, Graham, Bush, all these guys, a long list of, of Republican leaders, politicians, candidates, figures who are uh, very disliked by many, many conservatives. There's a long list of these guys. On the right, you know, even our popular figures, Donald Trump, God help us, doesn't deserve to be popular, but he is. So, but even even him, he's treated treated with enormous skepticism and hostility by many of us, like me, and many others. Um, there there exists a mentality. Well, I'll say this: on the right, there is a mentality among some of us to fall in line, you know, to fall for the personality cult, sort of be these drones and sheep, to kind of f- fall in love with politicians, defend them, believe everything they say as if they're religious prophets or something. That that mentality exists on the right. More than I'd like uh, to admit and, and more than I thought b- before a few months ago. I didn't realize it was such a problem on uh, this side of the spectrum. But it isn't ubiquitous. And, and I know it isn't ubiquitous because there isn't a single figure on the right who's basically universally approved of. That person does not exist. And some people see that as a disadvantage. Maybe it is, but it's also a good sign. It's, it's a very good sign. On the left, though, you know, who, who are their divisive figures? Who are the liberal leaders loved by half and hated by half? Who, who are the establishment of the Democrat Party that are passionately opposed at every turn by the grassroots of, of uh, liberalism? Who are they? Sure, you know, some of them like Bernie Sanders. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll have liberals who, who prefer Bernie Sanders over, over Hillary Clinton. But they won't go out of their way to criticize Clinton. The Democrat debate really uh, encapsulated this in a lot of ways. Illustrated it. I mean, the most popular moment of the debate was when Bernie Sanders came to Hillary Clinton's defense and said, hey, don't ask Hillary about the, the, law, the federal laws she's broken. Don't ask her about it. How dare you? In the end, they coalesce around each other. And their, uh, you know, voters, their voters follow along. This is a defining characteristic of liberalism, the collectivist mentality. Uh, they're all clasping their hands together and, and marching together further and further left. And there's really no resistance in their ranks at all. No dissent, no questioning, no discussion. 
just just movement, you know, what they call progression. And it makes them hard to beat. They have a unified front. But but it's not so much unified as obedient. And uh, brainwashed, you know. And, and the thing is, people on the right, they'll look at that and they'll say, well, we need to be more like that. We need to get along more, stop arguing amongst ourselves. Because look at what they're doing uh, among liberals, you know. Uh, look at the, look at the Democrats. They you know they don't have any of this dissension, any of the civil war going on, the infighting. They just they assign who their person is, and that's their per. You know, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Republicans look at Democrats and they think, oh, you, I, you know, they're so jealous because Democrats will just you know this is the way their elections work. The Democrats will just present who the person's going to be, and they say, well, this is the person. This is who you're going to vote for. That's it. And Democrat voters will fall right in line. So in 2008, in the beginning, they were, you know, the Democrats said, well, okay, Hillary's the person. But then Obama comes along and they say, never mind, Obama's going to be your guy. It's not time for a woman president yet. Actually, it's time for a black president. And, and all the Democrats said, okay. And this year, it's like, I mean, uh, Jim Webb's already dropped out and uh, Lincoln Chafee dropped out. So there's really no race. There's nobody running. You have have Bernie Sanders, who's not going to win and really is not even trying to win. Not even trying to win, really. So it's it's just I keep using it, but it's so remarkable when you when you when you look at the contrast. On the Republican side, you you started off with like 27 people running. A few have dropped out now, but it's still a vibrant uh, field, packed with a, a packed field, crowded field. And on the Democrats, there's just nobody. It's just Hillary Clinton because the Democrats are saying, this is the person. The, the Democrat Party is saying to Democrat voters, saying to liberals, here's your person. Vote for him. And liberals are saying, okay. But I think this is a really, you know, really a cautionary tale. We have to resist the urge um, to create a blind and meaningless uh, unity. In the end, this is about principles and ideas, isn't it? And on the right, there is still, I think, a healthy debate over the principles and ideas. On the left, there is no debate. None. And so they're taken by their leaders, dragged willingly, driven, uh, whatever. They're escorted to the far reaches of radical liberalism, where their ideology becomes increasingly insane. And their leaders enjoy the fruits of this sort of tribal mentality. They enjoy the benefits because they can do anything. Break laws, do anything. And they know they'll have total compliance and acceptance. Uh, from their side. I, this is not something we should look at and say, well, you know, we need to emulate that because it's disturbing. And as Americans, you know, we sacrifice our humanity, really. Uh, uh, you know, America is supposed to be a place of, 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 of critical thinking, if nothing else. And of course, it's become in many ways the opposite of that in our culture. But that's what it's supposed to be, critical thinking, holding our leaders accountable, no matter what their party is. That's what it's supposed to be. And you give that up. You know, maybe it's politically expedient in the, in the short term. You're giving up you know, what makes you a, not just an American, but a person. It's a very disturbing. I'm just disturbed when I look at it. I'm disturbed. You know, hopefully one day there'll be some sort of awakening among many liberals. Uh, but uh, until the end, you know, until the end, end of time, I, 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 I know if I'm too optimistic about that. That's my cheery message to close out the week. That's going to do it for me. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll uh, talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Uh, Cruce, salus, Godspeed.
Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. Chowkri was in shock, however, and denied the act, claiming he was walking around with a camera taking pictures of cakes in the bakery for his wife. However, the entire incident happened at the deli by the hot chicken and not the bakery, proving his story was a loaf of crap. The upskirt pervert who swooped below the muffin tops to get a nice view of the buns was arrested and charged with video voyeurism and got his buns sent down to the local county clink. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network.